0: in-depth and God-filled conversations with some of the brightest names in contemporary Christian music and worship. This is The Artist Interview with Gordon T. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Artist Interview. I'm your host Gordon T and it's my absolute privilege and pleasure to bring to you really talented artists from the world of contemporary Christian music and worship to hear their stories and some of their great tracks. And this week we've got a really talented, amazing guy to share. I'll tell you what, This guy has snuck on to the Arts Interview on several other occasions. Uh, Just over a year ago, he came along with C.C. Winans. Uh, Just last month, he was with us with Jesus Loves Electro. This guy is quite a prolific writer and an amazing singer as well. Because I tell you what, it's none other than Mitch Wong. Before we meet Mitch, let's hear this first track and it's called Bloom.
1: And that was Bloom by Mitch Wong. Hey, Mitch, how you doing? So good. Thanks, Gordon. Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's a really, it genuinely is an honour. And I, I reckon you've been on the show quite a number of times. I haven't even noticed you sneaking in there with your songs. Yeah. Very talented writer, obviously. Uh, before we talk too much about your music and the different things you've done... And you have one. You've won a Grammy, haven't you? So, and that's quite cool. But before but, but all that, can can we rewind time to whatever point in time you'd like to go back to, so we can find out about how your journey with Jesus started, um, the story behind that, and the difference it made in your life, and then how that came to be part of your music ministry as well. Obviously.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, well, all I can say is I am just blown away by God's goodness. And faithfulness. And I feel like the 15 year old kid in me is kind of freaking out because I would never have dreamed um, to do these things and to write songs all the time. So I'm just so grateful. And I think if I rewind the story, I grew up going to church, um, like a, a Baptist church. And then when I was 12, I found this church with my family called Planet Shakers. And I grew up at that church for pretty much my whole uh, Christian walk, I I accepted Jesus as my savior at 14. I remember I made that decision and it was probably the scariest decision I'd ever made at that time. And I just felt God say, you know what, if you take one step to me, I will take the rest. And I remember taking one step out of my seat and going to the front of that meeting and, and giving my life to Jesus. And it's just been so beautiful to see and be involved in his plans. And I've always loved music. And actually I've always loved language as well. My first dream as a kid, you know, how you kind of ask as kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? My answer to that would have been an author. I wanted to write books like Narnia and Lord of the Rings and, and incorporate faith into these beautiful stories. And As a 12-year-old, I would write these manuscripts and I would write all of these chapter books and just love it. And I had this dream to use language to inspire people and to encourage people. And then when I was 15, my youth leader started writing songs and I just wanted to copy them and just see how I went. And I quickly discovered that it was something that brought me so much life and it just made me come alive when I was writing these songs. So I think that initial dream to use language to inspire people merged into songwriting and and incorporating that with melody and with chords and with sounds. And it's just been an amazing journey. And I think just a bit about my journey from Australia, obviously, I hope you can tell I'm Australian. I'm trying to keep that accent because we've been living in the States for the past three and a half years. And I grew up in Melbourne my whole life pretty much. And just never thought I would have left Melbourne in my whole life. Cause I love Melbourne so much and all of our families are there, but we felt this leading from God to go to Nashville of all places. And it's a whole story, but even leading up to that, I think, what has defined my journey in this area is just saying yes to god wow. and it's just been literally obedience and we read this all the way through the bible god prefers obedience to sacrifice and it's it's this principle that's he just is seeking for someone who's going to follow his voice and <clears throat> i remember as an early 20 year old songwriting had become more than just a hobby. It was, I want to do this for the rest of my life. God, can you please make a way? And I remember I was coming to the end of my university undergraduate degree. It was, get this, I did arts and German. I did creative writing and German in university. Wow. The most random mix of subjects. And I was coming to the end of this three-year course. And in my head, I was thinking okay, this is my moment, this is my opportunity to just jump into music full time and, and, and follow the open doors and write songs all the time. And I felt God say to me, no, this is not the season for that. You're not ready yet for this, and I want you to grow as a person more, which was a pretty humbling thing to hear just to know that I wasn't ready for it yet. And he has his perfect timing and all of these things. And there was actually a law school that I had a position into and I felt the Lord say, I want you to go do law school for three years. You might not understand why for the next 10 years.
0: I don't understand why, yet. Yeah? This is really interesting.
1: I mean, neither did I. i got I got to check this out
0: for a moment. So, so, so you, what was your... You finished your undergrad degree, your, your first degree, German and, and Creative Writing, was it? Was that... Yes. Was that... You finished about age 20? Something like that? It was about 22. 22, okay. So, and was that all in Australia then?
1: All in Australia, all in Melbourne.
0: Okay. And how old are you now? I'm 30 now. Okay. So, you finished at 22, and then God says... Go and do law, yeah. but you're not going to know why you're doing law. Yes. Had you any interest in doing law?
1: Not really, to be honest. Wow. It was it was this bizarre thing. I would the thing that interested me about it was I knew that it would be academically challenging, and I knew from school that God's given us all these gifts, right that that we're supposed to steward, and I really wanted to steward academics because I loved school and I loved being challenged and I loved setting myself goals and, and, and challenging myself. So I knew that law would be really challenging and my parents knew that as well. So they really felt I should do it. And I came to this crossroad of, I've got this God given dream to do music. I know. And I, I'm so sure that God's given me a gift to write songs and I want to use it for him. But also on the other hand, I've got this, small, still small voice saying, it's not the time to jump in. I want you to obey me and and go do law school. So it was this crossroad of which way am I going to do this? Am I going to do it my way? Or am I going to submit my dream, even though it's given to me from God, am I going to submit that to God and, and follow his voice? And I did the law degree and I was so challenged and I grew as a person so much. But what I learned from that was... It is so worth it every time to say yes to him because if I hadn't said yes and I'd gone my own way, I'm convinced that I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. And I really owe it all to God just honors someone who says yes to him. And sometimes it's not going to make sense. And sometimes even people who are your advisors around you, it's not going to make sense to them. I I had a lot of people saying to me, why would you do this for three years when you could be doing what you love? And God has mysterious ways. It's, it was really interesting actually to do the law degree and it actually really helped my songwriting. <laughs>
0: I've got to hear, I've got to hear how that possibly helps songwriting. I assume there's like a punchline, some great gag that is not true at all. Because so far, doing a law degree would be the furthest I could think from honing your songwriting skills. So go, try and explain why that's possibly true.
1: Okay. This is. This is the thing with law school, with legal writing, you have to take really complex ideas and write a judgment and you have to have make sure it's really ordered, easy to follow. It condenses the very complex legal principles into, into easy to understand language. And it's the exact same with songwriting. You, ha- you have these wonderful mysteries about the kingdom of heaven that you're trying to put in language in an easy to follow way for people to understand and sing. So it actually did help songwriting in a big way. But I think the main thing was I had never been tested like that before in my life. It was a very big moment for me because it was God testing my heart to see whether, what is the top of my priority list? Is it my dream or is it my willingness to obey him and to say yes? And I am just a witness that when you say yes to God, even when it's, you know, we don't understand it, but when we say yes to him, he's so faithful to deliver. And he knows what we need and he knows the desires of our hearts. And it was in the middle of that law degree, I was playing keys on a tour with church. And I bumped into someone from Integrity Music, which led to my first writing trip in Nashville. And I'd never been. I didn't know what Nashville was. And I quickly found out it's this beautiful city of collaboration and people all across the globe travel to this city to connect and write songs together. And the rest is kind of history. It was just such a I, – I felt like a fish in the ocean. I just felt alive and where um, – where god had had led me it was it just felt like it made sense and long story short i i married my wife steph who's amazing and she has always loved nashville so we both kind of felt that we were being led there very clearly and we moved to nashville from melbourne two weeks before the pandemic whoa so that was even just a miraculous timing of i mean thank you god that we moved before uh because by the time we moved into our apartment there was no one being shown around the offices were closed and yeah so it's been it's been an adventure but we just owe it all to his faithfulness and uh, honestly its partnership with god it is our life and our walk with jesus is partnership and i think uh I'm just so glad that God knows better because if I had done it my own way, I don't know where I'd be today. So
0: is absolutely all the glory goes to Him. Yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And uh, in fact, it's interesting because just as you were coming across, in fact. I was just lining up an interview with planet shakers because just after everything had locked down we we had planet shakers on on the show so um Fantastic. so yeah, great lovely Australian people really enjoyed it I had no idea that was your heritage so um yes, so what what a great place to to have been in church and to encounter god and come through all of that so rewinding though to when you were 14 so 16 years ago when there was that moment where you decided to to take a step and to follow god which is I, i don't know but in the uk if most 14 year olds who've been going along to church an awful lot of them just at that moment are thinking the opposite they're thinking how soon can i stop going to church it's there's a big cultural pull around us all secular society saying church is irrelevant what was it about your experience of church that made you want to stay and to follow God
1: so I think that what happened for me was going to Planet Shakers was so key for me because it's a church that is so passionate about faith and I'm so grateful for growing up in that environment it's passionate about seeking God and not only making God just a once a week thing on Sundays. I had never really learned that Christianity and and following Jesus is, it's everything. It takes everything. And I think young people these days are so good at recognizing, okay, what is genuine? What is fake? I mean, growing up in a social media world, it's very easy for them to recognize stuff that has substance and stuff that does not because they're so easily entertained. And I think, for me, I was reached by a radical faith. It took a fa- it took an invitation to go, you're not only going to just call yourself a label, a Christian, this is going to take everything. This is, this is going to affect the way you talk, the way you walk, the way you think, the way you interact with people. But not only that, it's not just a life of rules. It's a life of freedom and finding and discovering who God is. And the more I have sought him, the more that I find him. And I think uh, me as a young person at 14, that was what it took. It took a radical faith. It took something that was, this isn't just an easy, convenient Sunday faith. This is an everything, like a greedy faith. And I think um, young people need that. Young people need something that's going to challenge them. And I think. In today's society, we're so easily offended, but I actually think that the gospel in its true form is it is offensive. It does offend the way like our flesh, but I think that's a good thing because it tells you that it's real. And um. so, I just was so impacted by, yeah, the invitation to a radical faith. That's what that's what it took for me.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now, if there's people listening right now, which there likely will be, who- I know, of course there's people listening, but the people I'm talking specifically about, people who maybe aren't yet Christians, who don't know really what it means, and they're interested. What would be the thing you would say to them that you've discovered about God as you've followed him?
1: Well, I've discovered he is, you think about it. Okay, it's there's a God who created all living things. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere with us. He knows the number of hairs on our head. I mean, I couldn't count that. I would have no idea, but there's someone who does. And I'm just so taken by the fact that God is, the evidence of God is everywhere. When I when I look around, when I see things like nature and I see the stars in the sky, I'm, I'm like, wow, someone creatively designed that. Someone intentionally made us. And I think what has impacted me the most is finding out and discovering that this God would care so much about me personally that he would want a relationship with me, that he would love me so much, he would look past my faults. And I think I grew up with a misconstrued um uh, interpretation of God. I, I used to think that life was about I need to follow all the rules. Otherwise I'm not going to get into heaven. And that is so far from the heart of God. It's not, it, he's not seeking us to perform and to be perfect. He just wants to, to do life with us, just like a friend would want to do life with us. So I think that is the, when we, when we open our hearts up to God, we actually discover that there's so much greater that we don't know. And there's something deeper that I think every human soul is craving for and longing for and searching for in, in, a multitude of things, but I've found that the only thing that has satisfied me is a connection and a relationship with God. So yeah, it's just, it's the best thing ever. And it, and I think another thing that I would say is I have never, ever felt like a relationship with God is constricting or limiting in any way. It is so liberating. It is so free to be seen and to be known and and to be loved. Um, is just the most beautiful thing, so wow, it's the best. It's the best uh, I,
0: the, you, you summarize it right down. That's your law degree coming out. It's the best, yeah. it's a big complicated thing, the God relationship thing, but it's the best. Is, is. is a great synopsis. I, I really agree. It's been it, it is liberating and it is freeing, uh, and it's something that God delights to welcome us. So, um, so if you're listening right now, just want to say this is an episode especially for you if you're thinking about is this god worth trusting is he worth following absolutely promise you he 100 is and he loves and cares for you every day right we've got another track uh, to play this track is called lean on me by bill withers hold on a minute no it's not at all this track is not <laughs> called lean on me by will at bill withers no it's called repent what a joy it is now i spotted some slight similarities in the music between your track and lean on me by bill withers uh, was that was
1: that an intentional homage? It was not. I did not intentionally make <laughs> me, me to sound like it. But I guess it could have a similar message too. In that, this is what the heart of the song for me was. Was in the Bible, we read when Jesus starts his public ministry, the very first thing that he says is repent. That's the first word that he that he chooses to begin his ministry begin. This is his big moment on the stage. And the first word that he says is repent. And I really wanted to dive in and write a song about repentance because I think we have so many negative connotations about repentance. It when I used to think about the word repent, it would make me feel, oh my gosh, what have I done wrong? And I should feel ashamed. And but that is so not what it is. Repentance is a gift. Repentance means turning away from one thing and turning towards Jesus. And it's a change of heart. And I think we all need that. In it, it is essential. It is foundational to our Christian walk is repentance. And instead of viewing it as something heavy and something that's a burden, it's actually a joy because I believe that it's less about the sin that we're turning away from, which is important, but it's more about who we're turning towards. And we're turning towards a savior who loves us, We're turning towards a hope that never fails. We're turning towards our healer, a a, a love like we've never known. So, and someone we can lean on. Someone we can truly say, you know, Jesus can say, lean on me. So maybe that's my connection to the song. But I think (laughs) it's about discovering the joy of turning towards Jesus and being free from things that, that keep us in bondage. It
0: is a lovely track with really great lyrics. And uh, although I, I was I was teasing when I said there might be similarities and, and musically, I think I think some people might spot it as well. But honestly, yeah. there there aren't very many songs out there that talk about repentance in this way. Especially to say what a joy, but honestly it made me stop and think about it again and I just beamed as I thought about it because it is oh, great. absolutely a joy and it's a beautiful track. So Mitch Wong, thanks so much for your share so far. This is your track, Repent. What a joy it is. Um. was Repent, What a Joy It Is by the wonderful Mitch Wong. And I'm so pleased that Mitch is still with us here for the Artist Interview. Hey, Mitch, thanks for everything you shared. Uh, honestly, I'm loving listening to your music. I've really enjoyed it. In the Artist Interview, I listened to plenty of your stuff and I'm going, oh, it's great. But you're totally right. The greatest thing is following God. Uh, it'd be lovely if right now you were happy uh, to pray for listeners.
1: Absolutely. And just before I pray, I just, I'm so taken by the gospel and i think something that i wanted to add before was you know the gospel is so beautiful because this is the bible in a nutshell god created us to have relationship with him and we chose our own way and in the garden of eden and we and we fell away from him but he sent us his son jesus and the gospel is that we need a savior we have been going one way and We've been following our own desires and our own passions in our own way, but there's a better way, and it's the way of following Jesus. And he's come to rescue us and also to bring us into a relationship with God. And I think repentance is the key because we've been going one way and we need to change directions to face Jesus. So I'm just going to pray, and this could be for you if you've never repented before. And you've always thought about that word as, you know, feeling guilty. It's not. It's about actually finding joy in, in turning towards Jesus. And maybe you, you've, you repent daily, or maybe you haven't repented for a, a while, but I just want to lead us in a prayer of just turning our gaze to Jesus. God, we just thank you so much for every single person who is listening to this. I thank you, Lord, that it's not by mistake. I thank you. It's not coincidence. I thank you that, you know, every single person intimately, you know, exactly what they've been through exactly what they've faced and you see everything, God. So we never need to hide from you. We never need to pretend like we've got it all together. I thank you, Lord, that you do know, and you still love us. You still send us your son, Jesus, to save us and to lead us into hope and love and faith to lead us to a brighter future, to lead us into your arms. And the truth is, God, that the decision lies with us. It's our choice, and you will never force yourself into our lives. You respect our free will so much that you would give us a choice on whether to choose you and whether to follow you. So I just pray, God, that you would open the ears of people listening, that you would open their eyes so that they could see the beautiful inheritance, the beautiful blessing that awaits for them in relationship with you. I thank you, Lord, that relationship with you is so awesome. It's it's not always easy, but we can always rely on you. We can always trust in you. And I know that there are people listening who might be at a place in their lives where they've tried everything and nothing seems to work. And they don't seem to feel satisfied in their hearts and, and at peace within themselves. And I pray God that today that they would know that there is one way and his name is Jesus. So right now, God, we just bring to you everything in our lives. We bring to you all of our mistakes. We bring to you all of our burdens, all of our worries and our fears. And we say we repent, Jesus. We repent for doing life our own way, for going our own direction. And as we repent, God, that means that we're turning towards you, Jesus. We're seeking your face. We're seeking your way. We want to know what you think. We want to know your direction and your leadership. And we want to know you as a friend and as a savior and as a Lord. So, We just repent before you, God. And I pray that you would lead us into all joy. I pray that we would discover the joy of turning towards you. And I pray that as we open our hearts to you, God, and as we read your word and as we call out to you and we pray in our rooms, it could be tonight just before we go to bed. I pray God that you would speak to us, that you would give us peace that transcends and goes beyond all of our understanding Even when it doesn't make sense to be at peace, I pray that we would feel your peace. We would feel your hope and your love that is so much bigger than anything wrong we could ever do. I thank you that Jesus, your death on the cross just demonstrates there is nothing that can separate us from your love. There is nothing that we can do that would make you say, I can't love you. I thank you that you love us passionately and with everything. And we just receive that love today and that hope. And I, I thank you, God, for every life, touched. I thank you for every person who is encouraged and who feels their heart being inside of their chest today. I thank you, God, that um, they would just sense your presence, that they would sense and know in their hearts that you are the God who created us and who loves us dearly more than anyone ever could. And we just give you all the praise and we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Mitch. Um, just say maybe, maybe you were praying that prayer, but also in the back of your mind, you're going, Oh, I've tried to repent before and I just keep getting stuck and I keep failing God and I'm, I can't get free of stuff. And God just wants to say to you right now that He is enough. He is big enough. His freedom is available to you. And He's holding His hand out to you saying, Come on, I've got this. Give it to me. Run with me. Turn away from the other stuff. You don't need it in your life any longer. So, yeah. I just want to encourage you. If if that's you thinking, ah, oh, I, I can't do the repentance thing because I get it wrong. God's big enough, and His love is always available to you. So, just come back to Him again, uh, and just just give it to Him and say, God, I don't want the rubbish. I, I want You to take it all because He actually loves to do that. Repentance. What a joy it is. Um, and also, maybe you're listening and you really you're, you're not you're not a Christian yet maybe, but you've just got a sense of God's love on you right now. Uh, I just wanna encourage you to, if you're in the UK, get along to www.findachurch.co.uk. There are many thousands of churches that would love to help you know more of God's love. And if you're listening to one of our partner stations worldwide, contact the studio and ask them to recommend a really great church. I know they would love to do that for you. So Mitch, you know, thanks for all you've shared. Thanks for that prayer, absolutely loved it. but, you know, we, we've missed out on on a part of your story, really, I feel, because you told us about how you found Jesus. You told us about your degree, your law degree, your wife, you're moving to Nashville. You did mention that you were touring with, with Planet Shakers, but we didn't actually find out. When did you realize that you like music and playing music? When did you start singing and all that sort of stuff? I, 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 how did that all come about? Who said, you can do this, go for it?
1: Good question. I feel like music was just part of my life, I Look, I didn't grow up in a musical family like some people do, where both parents are playing, music, you know, instruments and everyone's singing at the table. It wasn't like that. My mum actually was really good at music and still is. She's a, mu- she's a piano player, she plays flute, and she's a singer. So I think I get my musical talent from her. And I remember in school, um, the first time I ever sang was... Part of it was a theater production, just a, a school play. I was the villain. My name was Douglas Doomface, <laughs> which is the most bizarre, amazing name for a villain. Uh, but it was just so much fun. I, I felt so, I, I really did enjoy it. And I actually played percussion as my instrument all through school. So I didn't play the drum kit, but I pretty much played everything else. I played the timpani the triangle, the bass drum, the xylophone, marimba, you name it, anything percussion. Wow, that's and cool. then, yeah, we had a piano at home. So when my youth leader started writing songs, that's when I started, you know, bashing away at the piano and just trying to figure out some chords. And because songwriting became such an obsession, and I would stay up till 3 a.m. working on demos and 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 instrumentation and all that, because of that, I think it just accelerated this ability to play music and and to really um develop musicianship. so yeah i I have loved music for a long time and I still do and it's just such a gift, isn't it?
0: So the songs you're writing um and they're they're great songs for the church, which is why you're a great fit for integrity uh as well because they love yeah. resourcing the, I church love how with, they with, the church yeah they're superb so um so i guess uh i guess one of the things i'd like to understand is do you like write any songs that are just fun songs secular songs not about god songs or is it always god stuff
1: well at, actually yes i do i grew up loving pop music and i still love it i still kind of keep my finger on the pulse of what's What's popular, you know, what people are resonating with. So, uh, I remember in university, one of my subjects, um, my side subjects, was a songwriting course. And I remember I wrote my first breakup song.
0: So is it? Do we say that that wasn't a side subject on your law degree?
1: No, it wasn't. It okay. was this was a side subject on the creative writing and and journal. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> yes, and I did this songwriting class and. The lecturer had written a song for Michael Jackson, and he was just amazingly inspiring. And I wrote my first breakup song, and I I felt like it was just so cool to use that gift as well to write songs about life. I think music is and songwriting is just a way of expressing yourself and a way of um, sharing your story. And I think my great friend Leland, he is so passionate about this, about Inspiring Christians to not be religious about it and do and and write what you feel inspired to write. If you feel inspired to write a love song, write it. Because if if Chris if if there isn't a, a positive view about a love song, who's going to write it? And I think so many songs can do so many great things. So I I love writing um, other songs outside of church worship songs. But I think my first love for songwriting will always be church.
0: Okay. So do do you have like a hidden Spotify profile where you release your pop stuff? No. <laughs> okay. Because I have, I have asked that question before. A couple people found out they do loads of drum and bass stuff, which oh, it's a good like, question. I had no idea. So
1: Yeah. I think with singing, especially, I, I really wanted to ground it in the same principle that we talked about before, about just saying yes to God. And uh, I really wanted to ground it, that in obedience. And I, I waited until I had something I felt responsible to share and responsible to, to, to work hard on and steward. So this album that I released in February, it came from this download of like the, a blueprint of songs that made sense in this story of death and resurrection and, and new life in Jesus. So I kind of waited until I had those songs that I felt like I needed to be responsible for it, to sing them, yeah. but I don't have a side pop project.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. am well, you sound quite busy anyway. Uh, the album, by the way, of course, is called "A Ending, A Blessed Beginning." With regards to the people you've worked with, just uh, just just to say, right, I, when I was researching you, I, I went on to CCLI, um, which is the licensing place where people release the stuff, and if churches play their stuff, you, you get you get some money for it, hopefully. Um, so. So I would look at it, C.C. Winans, right? If I type that into C.C. Have, have a guess how, how many how many times that comes back with results.
1: I would have no idea.
0: <laughs> so so that's good because it's not a game that you play. You don't need to do the numbers game because I've done it for you. Uh, C.C. Winans, 51. 51 tracks by C.C. Winans are credited to that line. That's pretty good, actually. So, and wow. C.C.'s lovely, absolutely lovely. He's so I've got to find lady. out. I've got to find out about how that all came about, but I thought I'd just do these numbers for you first. CC51, if I look up Zach Williams, 74. 74 tracks credited to Zach Williams. Natalie Grant, 113. Wow. If I type type Mitch Wong, any idea what number would come up, Mitch?
1: I actually have no idea.
0: (laughs) Okay. So if I type Mitch Wong,
1: 323.
0: <laughs> that's wow, an enormous number. I was like, how can that possibly be? <laughs> but and, and that's Ed Cash. I'm Ed Cash. He's a little bit older than you because he's he's gonna be 52 in September, I think, on top of my head. So, um, that's September 2023. If you listen to this in the future, it's probably a totally different number by now, but anyway. So, see, so Ed Cash is 447, so you're snapping at his heels. Uh,
1: are,
0: are you quite prolific in your songwriting? Uh,
1: you look, I love. I actually just love writing songs and helping people express testimony. So yes, I I try and just do it as much as I possibly can um whilst also maintaining a balance because I think you know creating constantly, you do need a rest. so I, I've been more deliberate with that in in the past few years, but I just there's something about getting together talking life with people and writing a song from it that I love. so. Okay. Yeah. Well,
0: well, you're obviously doing a great job because you're working with some really interesting people. I just mentioned CC wines earlier. I mentioned Jesus Loves Electro. Very, very different, and yes. and both very cool in their own ways. So, um, so CC. She she won a Grammy, uh, for Believe for It. Which did, did you yeah. did you write? Who did you write Believe for It with?
1: So we wrote that. Uh, it was Kyle Lee, uh, Kyle Dwan Hill, CC wines and myself.
0: Okay. So. And that won you a Grammy.
1: Yeah. And there is a miracle story behind that because we had written that song for Cece and it was just the most beautiful experience. It was kind of a song that came in the 11th hour. Kyle really felt that there was one more song for the project, which was already technically finished. And he was just, he couldn't shake the feeling that there was one more song that she needed to sing. And it just, God was so kind to give us, something that she could sing in that context of the pandemic and faith was really tested and, and a lot of people were locked out of church and there was just this, it, it kind of seemed very hopeless. And it was a very, very timely reminder to have faith, continue to believe, continue to believe that God can do the impossible. And he, and he makes a way where there seems to be a no way. And that truly turned out to be our story with that song, because, we were in the States. We hadn't seen family for two and a half years and we were desperate to see them. And the only way that we could see them was getting a green card, permanent residence in the States. And we went to our immigration lawyer and he said, and this was before all of the nominations came out. He said, you know, let's let's take a look through your, your songs and let's see what we can present as a, as a case to the government to convince them why Mitch should be able to stay in the country and live here and not just on a visa. And he said, one of the things he said was, look, a Grammy nomination isn't enough. You actually have to win one.
0: <laughs> a nomination but isn't just- enough?
1: Yes. So, and some, yeah, it's just crazy. And so fast forward a few months, he made that passing comment. And we're like, okay. And we would never write songs to aim for that. It it was just something that he said. And fast forward a few months, the belief for it gets nominated and then it wins on the night. And- on the night of course we were so encouraged and it was just a, it was a really special moment it was very encouraging and affirming but i looked to my wife steph and we just knew in that moment this was god making a way where there was no way for us to go see our family and for us to finally reunite with our, our loved ones who we hadn't seen in years so
0: so, so what was it that if you'd gone back you wouldn't have been allowed back into the states is that correct okay so you yes. couldn't okay i get it so you so wow what a phenomenal yeah. double gift, really, isn't it?
1: So we just, I mean, that that will always be a really special story about how God made a way for us, and we just give him all the glory. It's been so special to hear how that song has encouraged people and found them at really low moments and, and inspired them and encouraged them to keep going, to keep believing, so... Yeah, he's been really kind with that one.
0: It's a beautiful story. So just talking about the collaborations you've done with numbers of people, who's been your favorite person to collaborate with and what was what was the track?
1: Wow, that's a great question. I couldn't tell you a favorite because it's like picking a favorite song or something like that. It's just too hard. But one of them that does stick out to me was the day that Brooke Lidgetwood and Brandon Lake came over to this room and which blew my mind because I grew up listening to Brooke and absolutely love her music. And it was such an honor to not only write with her, but also Brandon Lake. And we wrote Honey in the Rock in this room.
0: Wow. And Honey in the Rock is a is a great track. Oh, so um, so how cool is that? There you go. I didn't know you were going to mention that. So, and also you've just helped uh, probably just about everybody here in the UK with the pronunciation of her surname. Say it again. Wood.
1: I, th- I finally learned it. I thought it was Wood. But it is not. It's legit wood.
0: Okay. Legit wood. <laughs> so it's like legit wood almost. Yeah, exactly. Legit wood. Okay. Thank you. Distress. Thank you. I I will now try and improve my uh, <laughs> my diction on that. Great. Okay. So so you're saying in this room, literally the room that I'm seeing you in right now.
1: Yes. How cool is that? That is, it was that is really cool. And we just, we talked life. We shared testimonies for a long time, probably an hour and a half before we began to write anything. And then, Brandon had had this random word from a guy in his church to check out Honey in the Rock in Psalm 83, I believe. And Brooke had just listened to a sermon by Tim Keller on Honey in the Rock. So we figured, why not write a song about it? Why not write a song about discovering the sweetness of trusting Jesus in places where we wouldn't expect to find anything sweet at all? So, yeah, it was a really cool day.
0: Wow. If people haven't heard the track, if you listen to my show, we've played it plenty, but if you haven't heard the track, definitely get on to go and find that Honey in the Rock because it's fabulous. Love it. Okay. So that was a collaboration that you really enjoyed working on. Is there someone secretly you really would like to work on a track with that you haven't done yet?
1: Ooh. I would love to write a song with Chris Martin because I, like, Fix You changed me as a person and that's kind of like my impossible dream right i would love to write a song with him and just thank him for the music that is written
0: now for the for the older generation listening who's chris martin
1: chris martin is the lead singer for coldplay
0: it's pretty cool so, yeah. so, although actually, funny enough, some someone was saying to me, Coldplay, either like them or you hate them, but I think Coldplay's still pretty cool. So, so. Oh,
1: they were my first concert ever, and they ruined me for everything else. So, <laughs> I blame them for that.
0: I think I think Martin Martin Smith, um, ex Delirious, he he went to Coldplay uh, recently up in London, and uh, he said it was worth every penny. So best show I'd ever oh, seen. I bet. So I believe it. Um, uh, one of the things you mentioned, Michael Jackson, earlier on. I had two tickets to see Michael Jackson at Wembley Stadium. So he's going back in time, obviously. Uh, and, uh, you know, what? there was a YWAM outreach. So I gave away my tickets and went on the YWAM outreach. Oh well, bless your heart. I will slightly, slightly regret that. <laughs> I think in retrospect, I should have done the outreach a different time. No, but... uh,
1: God sees. God sees the sacrifice. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, okay, I'll have to start going back to being a cheerful person about it all. But anyway, there, there, there we go. That's good. Um, Mitch, what's your favorite Bible story and why?
1: Man, that's a fantastic question. One of the, I mean, I'm sure this is many people's favorite story, but I love David and Goliath because what I love about it is he was just such a gutsy person and confident and bold, and he didn't go in his own strength. And I really relate to that where we face things where in our own strength, we have not a chance, not even a hope. But if God is on our side, we don't need we don't need King Saul's armor. We don't need to do it someone else's way. We just need to do what God has created us to do and to trust in him. And I'm just inspired. My faith is lifted when I read about David because he wasn't arrogant. He was humble, but also confident and bold. And that's something that I try and imitate in my life i think we need people who are humble who owe everything and every success and every glory to god and we also need people who are unafraid to be bold and to step out in faith so that would be one that um i i love
0: well i'm looking forward to the song based on that when you get around to it
1: (laughs) well funny you should say that do you know lucy grimble yeah yeah we know lucy just a, a, a little plug. We wrote a song called Goliath and we sang it together. So that's on oh. her previous album. So there you go. I didn't, I,
0: I know Goliath and I did not know, you it. a great plug. Well worth going and checking out yeah. that track as well. Is, is there a song that's a song that you just go, that song is so beautiful. I wish I'd written it. Not in a jealous way, but in a respectful way. So it's something out there you just go, wow.
1: Ooh, that's a great question. I mean, there are many. There are many songs which I adore. I think one of them would be... Okay, one song that impacted me recently, again, was a song called I I Called You Answered. I think it was a, a Hillsong United song. Just so simple. I Called You Answered. Uh, there's another one. Gosh, I really love the song Holy Forever by Chris Tomlin of his most recent album i think that is an amazing song
0: the songs that you're mentioning there are songs which touched you and impacted you where you connected on just like oh i can imagine that moment when you go that that that's such a beautiful truth and i guess that's one of the things in in that you've been describing your passion is to to write truths that will will impact people so has there been a moment for yourself where you've been singing and ministering, and then afterwards someone's come to you and shared about the impact of one of your songs.
1: Yes, and I think those are the most special moments for me. I really treasure them and, and tuck them away in my heart because I have been someone who's been impacted by music and songs. One of them, if I could name one song that changed my life forever, it's a Jesus Culture song called You Won't Relent. And it's a 13 minute track and Kim Walker Smith and Chris Killala sing it. And I remember being able to meet Chris and thank him for stewarding his gift and and singing that song because I was so impacted by that. And I just discovered the love of God through that song. So I remember there was a time where uh, someone came up to me after a church service and and was sharing about how belief for it had just found her at the, the lowest low she had just um had to leave her husband with her daughters because he was abusive and it was just a really awful situation and and she was just you know desperate for hope and this would that that song just found her and, and inspired her that God is gonna move what cannot be moved and break what cannot be broken and make a way where we think that there's no way so it's um I never, ever get tired of that or, or take it for granted when people are impacted.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's an amazing ministry that you've got that actually can impact and change people's lives and bring hope where hope has been destroyed. Um, a, a very sad story, but also amazing that actually, Beliefer was able to speak into that situation yeah. so powerfully. God certainly uses music. And also, it's a great way for people to remember truth in the old days the the songs were there so that people would actually learn scripture uh, and truth and yes. theology by singing yes. the songs cuz uh, going way back people people couldn't necessarily read even but together they they they'd sung the songs learned the songs from each other and actually yes. it helped them to get a firm foundation which is which is amazing so and i, I
1: don't well that that was my heart for growing pains because i really wanted to put in a song that it says in the Bible to consider it pure joy when we go through trials of many kinds because those trials produce perseverance of our faith. And I remember when we wrote Growing Pains, there was a season where I, I just felt like I was going through so many trials and like just one thing after another. And-
0: oh, I'm going I'm to I'm gonna pause you. Go on, give us an example on the trials you're going through.
1: Oh, well, tiredness. I was absolutely wrecked and just, I felt like, I was spread very thin and it just made me sad and I needed to learn how to rest because I felt like I didn't have much left to give. And in that season, I remember just reading that verse and having a moment with God and him saying, this actually isn't me sending you all these things against you. This is, you can actually, if you change your paradigm, you can view these challenges and these struggles and these trials as actually opportunities to grow your faith. And the best analogy is when we go to the gym, which I'm trying to do more, I'm trying to get to the gym more and be fit and healthy because I've turned 30. So I I, I need it. Um, But when we grow muscles, when we do a bicep curl, it actually tears the muscle. It tears it over and over again. And then when it heals, it gets stronger and your, and your arm gets bigger. And that's the
0: Which is why it's called getting ripped, yeah, isn't it?
1: exactly, getting ripped. That's that's the reason. So it's the same with faith. Faith is something that we continually work out. And the more that we work at it, the more that we trust in Jesus, the stronger our faith grows. And that's why we can say, because have you ever heard like people say, consider it pure joy? If you really think about that, it's kind of a crazy thing to say. Consider it pure joy when you go through trials. No one loves going through trials, but the best thing that can happen from that is that our faith gets stronger in Jesus and we learn more about him and we learn to trust in him. And I really wanted to write a song to help youth, especially because elevation rhythm is they reach youth primarily. And I just wanted to, to pass on this revelation to young people. So if you're young and you're listening to this today, and you're faced with troubles and you just think to yourself, this does not make sense. And this is so hard. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. There's an opportunity to reevaluate this situation and not see it as just, oh, woe is me. I'm not going to get through this. But we can actually go, okay, Jesus is in this situation somewhere. I need to find him and trust him and follow him and, and rely on his strength and his wisdom to get through. And It's painful. I will say growing your faith. And I related it to that thing of, you know, when we grow, my kids, we go through growing pains. It it is actually painful to be to go from a baby into a full-size adult. It it your bones ache and there and it's not easy and it's and it's uncomfortable. And that's exactly the same thing with faith. But isn't it good? I'm glad I'm not the size of a baby today. I'm glad that I can walk and I can run and I can do things that babies can't, but it takes Going through pain, and I think this is a principle that we need to be not afraid of, but we can actually embrace it and go. Okay, this week has been the worst week, but this is a growing pains week. This is actually a week where my faith is growing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to Jesus and seek His face and and follow Him out of this situation, and the hope that. I have with this song is that people would be encouraged when they go through hard times to know that Jesus is not only with them, but he is leading them out. And there's a line in the chorus where it says it won't always be this way. And there's another line that says this will all make sense one day. And it's true because Jesus has actually, he sees everything. He sees where you are now. He sees your whole past. He sees where you will be. And he knows the breakthrough and the victory that's ahead of you. So it's just a matter of trusting him. And uh, do you, Gordon, do you remember being in pain as a kid do you remember the feeling or is it just something that you know you went through i i
0: don't know what i do remember I, I remember getting a lot of leg cramps which were to do with my legs getting really long and the muscles going all crampy i was i was rowing a lot of times so probably that was also part of it i don't know but yeah. but i but i would regularly be really crampy and it was it was horrible so i didn't enjoy that
1: yeah because i'm the same i know that i went through growing pains like i know that in order for me to become an adult, I had to have gone through growing pains. And I know the concept of it, but I don't feel that pain today. I don't feel, you know, the the memories. They're not very clear in my memories. just I know yeah, that yeah. I went through And there's a, a verse in the Bible where it says the trials that we face today are not even worth comparing to the glory that's ahead of us. Oh, they're not yes. even worth comparing. And I relate that to myself. Like, I, I'm a fully grown person. I'm living in the fruit of being a fully grown person. I'm no longer a child and I did go through pain, but I don't remember it anymore. It's not on my mind anymore. And that's the same with our lives and our walk on this earth is we're going to go through challenging times. We're going to go through times where our our faith is tested, our, where it just feels like nothing makes sense. And, and we we struggle to understand why these things are happening, but God knows that there is a point in time where we will be through that test and it won't even be worth comparing. We won't even remember it when we're in his glory, when we've when we've made it through the race. So yeah. this song is all about just encouraging people to press on in faith. Don't lose faith. Keep on fixing your eyes on Jesus and know that your faith is being grown and you're learning to persevere.
2: Faith has grown today. If you believe for a little today, you believe for a lot tomorrow. You believe a little today, you believe a lot tomorrow. If you believe for a little today, you believe for a lot tomorrow. You only need a seed of faith, let it grow, let it grow. If you believe for a little today, you believe for a lot tomorrow.
0: And that was Growing Pains by the wonderful Mitch Wong. And thanks so much, Mitch, for joining us today. It's been an absolute joy chatting with you. And wherever you are, if you're listening at home, please feel free as well to pop onto the podcast, uh, maybe subscribe, like, share it with a friend. We really want the blessing to go so far. There are some wonderful testimonies uh, other artists for you to engage with and beautiful music for you to enjoy and to be uplifted by. It's absolutely my joy to be your host and I look forward to joining you on the next episode of The artist Interview. God bless. Bye-bye.
2: Sometimes faith has grown.
0: Pain. You've been listening to The Artist Interview, a Hope FM podcast. Find us at hopefm.com forward slash The Artist Interview.